0: Valero, Texas open preview, top plays, core plays, first look, build course history, top stat fits, top specialist and top in recent form. Let's break it down for you. All right. Well, just looking at last week's recap, it was another pretty easy week to cash. Pretty much sweat-free as well, thanks to Cameron Young going off. JJ Spawn was a big factor in that as well. And then Scotty Scheffler, just kind of easy to end up on him as well. So another really solid week. Could have been better if Terrell Hatton wasn't injured. He got injured, apparently, really the night before that morning of. And that's going to be something we want to monitor for this week as well. But... Just another easy week. It seems like, I mean, this is the best PGA DFS season thus far. Um, Even last week with the Corrales as well, one player off of having a perfect player pool. Oh, that would have been awesome. One miscut. Okay. And it wasn't any big play or anything like that. One lowest. low own play so pretty darn awesome week uh and, and the, the great weeks just continue to rattle off i hope we can continue that this week and then for the masters as well but it's been a great season you guys already know that let's go ahead and get into the preview for this week and i will say like the updates that i have made to the nine to five model the slight t- uh tweaks that i made been huge the last four weeks now so take advantage of that if you guys are a nine to five member ten dollars a month or sorry if you're not a nine to five member ten dollars a month best value in pga dfs get you access to a bunch of tools not only does it give you access to that write-up but it gives you access to all this stuff as well plus we have some bonus tools for ten dollars a month best value really in fantasy sports take advantage of it but let's look at this week we got the valero texas open um kind of an interesting tournament i remember last year just being so tilted by freaking bo hosler he had a bunker shot on a par five to tie for the lead easy bunker shot he scalls it into the woods ends up bogging the hole and then jj spawn ends up winning long shot bet <laughs> one uh, it was kind of a fun tournament though okay and that's kind of my biggest takeaway is that just kind of a fun tournament to play probably one we're not going to play as much a little bit of a longer style track tbc style course texas based course average winning score is about 16 under par with an average cut line of about well let's just say zero to minus one we can see that and we kind of get a good sense for the key stats. Let's just go ahead and get into the top course history. So looking at, we're going to click on course history here. And we want to see golfers that have had multiple starts here. So something like Kevin Streelman's popping up there with the 18th, 6th, 8th. We got Lucas Glover, 18th, 4th, 14th. Matt Kuchar, you know, just great results here. He always plays well in Texas. That continued actually last week at the Dell Match Play Tournament. So just interesting stuff there. 2nd, 12th, 7th, 51st. Corey Connors, kind of an ideal play here. 35th, 14th, 1st, 25th, 26th. Uh, we got what Kim popping up in there. He's going to be someone that's really looking like a great play this week. Uh, Troy Money Merritt's popping up in there, 4th. Uh, Martin Laird, Curtis Kirk, Bo Hosler, Uh, still tilted. A year later, I'm still <laughs> super tilted by that bunker shot. Uh, Charlie Hoffman, prior to last year, had really good course history. Ricky Fowler, prior to last year, had really good course history as well. So there's a lot of players at this tournament that have good course history. And I think that's going to make it a lot of fun. So let's just take A peek at the golfers with the best recent form heading into this tournament. Uh, Holgard is popping up in there with that second place runner-up finish. The only flaw from last week was the fact that I had five outright bets between the two tournaments with a chance to win heading into Sunday. Literally, one stroke off or whatnot. More than a 50% chance to hit an outright. Matt Wallace was in the player pool. Don't get me wrong. There, high exposure play was Matt Wallace. Wasn't on the betting card. That was tilting as well. (laughs) But freaking Scotty. Uh, missing that gimme putt. And then Cameron Young obviously. Not beating him. That was outright wise. That was tilting other than that. Great. Uh, but whole guard, just great results. Second, 27th, 5th, 13th, 38th. Uh, Going to be tough to avoid him. Hatton, we, we got to see. Is the risk an issue or not? That's the biggest question mark we have with him. Then we got Ricky popped up in there. Ryan Fox, who also kind of felt like a bad beat with him. He could not make a single putt against Andrew Putnam. If you guys remember, the players that I was really on as well, just given the price point last week, were Ryan Fox, uh, Moronic. I think that's how you say his last name. Adrian. They went two and one. And then JJ Spawn, uh, Cameron Young, Xander, Cantley, Scotty, like they all did well. It was a pretty awesome week. But how will that carry over this week? That's my biggest question. Ryan Fox played great, just could not make a putt against Andrew Putnam. And that cost him the match, obviously. He had nine missed putts inside of 10 feet. That's going to be tough to do. Heck, he missed like, I put it on Twitter, he missed like four putts inside of five feet. which just terrible. So he could be someone that kind of surprises. See what Kim popping up in there. Chris Kirk, Ben Griffin, Cory Connors. And that's the thing, we do see a big drop-off. Look at the average recent form over the past five starts with some of these guys. Let's just sort by that real quick. Like we do get a big drop-off. It starts to be 35th pretty fast. And that's kind of the biggest worry there. Then real quick, just talking about the specialist. And I think kind of, Texas, just looking at location, that might be a big thing here. So players that have performed the best in Texas, Ben Griffin, Matt Kucher, Troy Merritt, Cordy Connors, Davis Riley, Kyle Westmoreland, uh, we got Aaron Rye, Chris Kirk, Lucas Glover, all players that are popping up there. That's interesting to me. Could do scoring designer, potentially length as well. I mean, all this stuff is interesting. Um, uh, let's just look at specialists in general. Who is the top specialist as a whole? And obviously some of these players, we don't have a full sample size for, and that gets adjusted in the model, but we get a pretty good indication of who is expected to play well at a tournament like this. So let's go ahead and get into the high tier. So yeah, looking at the biggest question mark with someone like Terrell Hatton is going to be that wrist injury. Is he healthy? Okay. Otherwise, like he is like 12 to one. He would have been like an auto lock bet. And he still probably should be someone we are trying to bet. Now they do not have the recent form pulled up from last week. Okay. So Terrell Hatton last week, that's his biggest flaw is the 59th place finish last week. And I do think that should be part of the equation. Like we shouldn't ignore it. But besides that, like if he is healthy, (laughs) like it would just been a lock and low play. And then we move on into Ricky Fowler. Ricky had himself another good week last week. Uh, One of my bold takes this season is that Ricky would have a comeback season that he would win a tournament. And it seems like he is due. He is the top player in the nine to five model this week. And for what it's worth, like the data, I went through the brackets. Cameron Young was the second most likely to win last week. What happened? And finishing second. So good stuff there. And obviously that's why it was an easy week for the Crowleys as well. Ricky has a miscut here at this tournament. That was last year then two seventeenth 17th place finishes. We look at his recent form as 17th, 13th, 31st, 20th, 10th, 11th, 54th, 34th, second, eighth. And a lot of people are going to bring up the fact that he needs to win to get into the masters. And man, that's my biggest frustrating point about the Masters. That's why I kind of think it's overrated as a major because the best players aren't getting into the tournament. It's the easiest major win by far because players are Greg Fowler who are one of the best players in the world right now. I would say top 15. I don't think anyone would argue that might not be in the field. That being said, he's the number one player in the model this week. It wouldn't be shocking to see him win. It just wouldn't. It's like all the stars are aligning for it this week. The only worry that we'd have with Ricky is simply going to be the fact that it might be over-owned. And then the question would be, do we pay up for a Chalky Ricky? And then also we have Corey Connors here Corey connor's uh you know 43rd place finish last week or sorry 17th last week which is great missed cut at the players championship that was frustrating okay but besides that has been playing some pretty solid golf uh really good course history 35th 14th first 26th uh fourth best specialist in the field seventh best course history 13th best at fit, top 10 recent format third best pick in the 95 mile. Like if you're not paying up for Ricky, you are going to pay for Corey Connors. It just makes sense. And then from there, Sewell Kim coming in as the second best pick this week. That was a little bit shocking to me. Okay. That's because the 17th place finished last week. That was huge. So that's three straight make cuts in a row now. And if we look at it, one bad round at the Genesis. So he's been playing some really solid golf thus far this season. Great course history, 13th, 23rd, 4th, and 45th. Third best specialist in the field. Eighth best course history, 12th best stat fit, fifth in recent form rank, second best pick in the 95 mile. Like it's going to be tough not to play CWO Kim as well. Then from there, we continue on like Chris Kirk, very strong price point play. He's been a little bit hit or miss a little bit sporadic there. Uh, you'd expect in this field, a tournament in which he's played well at 35th, sixth, missed cut, eighth. Like you'd expect him to kind of be able to turn up for this event. If he's low owned, could be a nice spot for him. Matt Kuchar, extremely good course history, plays well in Texas, top 10 specialist, top six in course history rank. Top 15 in stat rank and recent form rank. So really just coming in, kind of checking all the boxes, except for that form. Bad round at the player's championship, bad round at the Honda Classic. That's the worry with Matt Kuchar is that he's had these random bad rounds pop up. If he can eliminate that, I do think we are going to get top 10 upside, which is what he's shown at this course the last three years, finishing second, 12th and seventh. So really good stuff there from him, but it's going to be tough not to love Ryan Fox again this week. Okay. Ryan Fox has great recent form 17th, 27th, 14th and 17th Four straight made cuts. Now, and we can see these have all been good starts. It doesn't matter which tour it's been on. Like I said, really just had one bad day of putting, terrible day of putting. Astronomically bad day of putting. And he was still able to win two out of one of those matches. Okay, he was one of the top players last week. Eighth best specialist, second best stat fit, fourth best in recent form rank. This seems like a very cheap price tag. It wouldn't be shocking to see him, if he can make some putts, win this week. It just wouldn't. So he's someone we can play. Now we drop down into that mid-tier. These are decent plays. I wouldn't say any of them are like lock and load plays, but at the same time, they are players that we are trusting last week. So we're probably going to trust them again this week. Like the field... At the corrales is it was worse than this week but at the same time it's a lot of the same players and so i guess maybe the guys that were in texas last week have a slight advantage this week just i'm gonna travel too much but i don't know any of the golfers travel schedules <laughs> you know that that'd just be taking a guess from there you could do jj spawn obviously coming in off of a good week ben griffin is someone that's definitely going to be an interesting play um okay results you know he's just been playing some solid golf a guy that hasn't been playing bad Top five specialist, actually. Eighth best stat rank. Seventh in recent form rank. Coming in as the top 10 pick in the nine to five model. Uh, and that's just due to this really strong recent form. And if we look at it, really bet one bad round at the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. And that's his miscut, right? He's just been playing extremely well besides that. And then Matt Wallace coming in off of that victory. A seventh before that. This miscut was on the number. 75th there 29th uh you know he's someone i think you could play of course history wise miscut third um the worry with a player like this is always you know it's just coming in off of a victory how is he going to respond to that like i probably won't be overweight on the field but at the same time wouldn't be shocking to see him have a good week probably someone that i still will have in my player pool We look got thomas dietrich here he's been a little bit annoying honestly uh one bad round there at the players championship then a 69th Okay. (laughs) 75th place finish there. Corrales could not make a putt, found himself in contention, and then he just choked. Still finished top 10. You know, good result there. And that's the biggest struggle with him is just like one bad round. He withdrew from the Honda Classic. Besides that, had been playing great golf. It does feel like we're getting a price discount. He's rated top 10 in the 95 mile this week. So definitely someone we could look at. Adam Shank has been playing great golf. Second place finish last week. Missed the cut. The player is not really going to knock him for that. A bigger event. Just didn't have it. Besides that, has been playing well. The worry with him is his course history. Two missed cuts in a row here. Did have a seventh place finish, though, so I can kind of overlook that missed cut a little bit and a 58th place finish. So, overall, a pretty good looking play. And then me go down to Holgard. I'm really shocked at this price take for him. Like, if he won, I th- like, would he be at the same price as Matt Walsh? Like, why is he $500? cheaper than matt wallace is just the course experience could be but the data that we have on Hogard is phenomenal if it wasn't for the small sample size i think he'd be like a top five play this week slightly adjusting for the small sample size that we have 13th best pick still in the nine to five model. i mean really great stuff we can see the recent form second 32nd fifth 13th 38th great stuff there the key stat data that i have coming in is ranking out as the top five staffed as well and i i phrase it that way because some of it is from the one start there which isn't that much that's like driving accuracy and greens and regulation and then the few data points that we have from the dp world tour which is awesome good stuff there for him he's someone i think we'd be trying to play and now we continue down into this low tier price point here so brennan's Todd and andrew putnam are two players that are really popping up as plays you can you could play be fine with that we got bo hasler there as well uh tremendous course history for him he's been playing terrible recently now, Nick Taylor is actually someone that is catching my eye though. Pretty strong recent form 31st last week, which in that field, that's fine. We'll take that, uh, kind of have a touch raw. We can see the issue with him as well It's just one bad round. So not saying that bad round won't come, but we can see the top 10 upside has been there when that one bad round doesn't come okay course history wise miscut 59 52nd and miscut so really kind of poor course history but that's why we're getting him this cheap it, it does feel like we're getting top 10 upside at a cheap price tag you know recent form wise he's top 10 in the field in recent form rank okay specialist wise top 25 the issue with him is that course history it wouldn't be surprising though to see him have a good week and we could potentially get a good week at a cheap price tag i don't know if you guys were watching the coverage at all for the corrales but man the commentators It seemed like they had a big bias towards Sam Stevens. I'm like, what do they know about Sam Stevens that the public doesn't know? Because they were really cheering for him to win, it seemed like. And uh, if we look at it, maybe it's just the simple fact that he is also one of those players where if you eliminate the one bad round, he gives you that winning upside. And that's really the only reason why you'd be playing him. I don't know. It feels like a little bit too risky to me, but I guess someone you could talk yourself into. One of the players I was really disappointed last week was EVR. Okay. Had a 56th place finish. Not good stuff there, but has a 10th place finish. You know, for overall, he's been playing pretty solid golf in this field at a tournament in which he does have a start 14th place finish two years ago. It wouldn't be shocking to see him have a good week. Does feel like he's underpriced, ranking out top 25 in the nine to five model. Overall, really good stuff lately. Just it's concerning that he didn't really show up at the tournament last week. So Lanto Griffin has been struggling from with injuries, uh, what drew from the Genesis had been playing okay-ish. If he is healthy, I would say this is a decent price point for a guy that has three straight make cuts at this tournament, but we just can't really trust him. I will say, Tyler Duncan, man, if, if you guys were watching the coverage again, it actually looked like he had some uh, some pipes to him. I'm like, this is not Tyler Duncan. He's got some jack-looking arms. I was actually really shocked. Maybe it was in comparison to Sam Stevens, because like I said, they were showing like every shot of him, talking him up. <laughs> it could be that, uh, but look at it. Like Tyler Duncan, course history is terrible. Miscut, 44th, miscut, miscut. Terrible. But he does lately, he's been playing well. One bad round at the Valspar, and we do see some top. 10 upside made the cut the players that's encouraging okay he has been someone that lately has been playing some good golf if we want to try to capture that upside we could find worse plays he's coming in as a top 30 pick in the 95 mile this week i think this is a very strong price point for him and then i'm assuming that ben martin's gonna be the chalk uh this week probably should be 8th 45th 54th 5th 13th like it just makes sense uh three straight make cuts at this tournament as well sure the length might worry us a little bit but given the price tag for ben griffin uh given how well he's been playing he's coming in as a top 30 specialist top 22 or top 25 in course history, recent form, Uh stat fit only 35th in the field, but overall a top 20 play, just kind of an easy plug and play. This is one of those situations where if it doesn't work out, I'm fine with it. We know it's the correct play more times than not. It'll work out. That's what this play feels like. Then as well, David Lingmerth playing much better golf recently. We can see some really good stuff there. 27th, 8th, uh, made the cut, you know, two or really three bad rounds there at the API, but managed to make the cut. Top 10 at the Honda Classic. If we go back further, the top 10 finish has happened there for David Lingmerth. Not exactly someone you play with confidence, but someone that, you know, maybe you potentially get a top 10 finish out of him. Not terrible. We go a little bit lower. Kramer hickok has now made a four straight make cuts in a row, five straight make cuts in a row. He is going to be someone that's extremely interesting this week as well. But the issue with him, three straight make cuts of this tournament. Okay. So we're not expecting much. And then I would say the reason why someone like Ben Griffin might not be chalk is because it does seem like a lot of people are trying to play Akshay a lot. Okay. And I kind of get it. He is coming in as a top 30 play, but if he is too chalk this week, which I think he has the potential to be like bad chalk, then we might be fading him. It really just depends on the ownership because it does. He have the upside to give us top five upside this week. I don't know. I don't exactly see it. I know he just had that second place finish at the Puerto Rico Open. A, a completely different tournament, right? Uh, but he ha- had been playing well in the Corn Fairy Tour for the most part. Uh, been playing well in the PGA Tour. You know, one bad start at the Valspar as well, or one bad round at the Valspar as well. You know, it just will not be shocking to see him have a good week. I'm just worried at this price eight, that he's going to be a little bit too chalk for me. MJ Duffy does kind of intrigue me a little bit just given the recent form. It's not great, but we can see just making a bunch of starts. And if we take out his bad round at the farmers a bunch of really good starts in a row so definitely someone who could chase form wise not exactly like a lock and load play by any means though and now we get down into that value tier higa has been someone that's been playing extremely well on the dp world tour uh at the sony open made the cut zozo championship not good 36 okay but fourth 11 36 For the DP tour, like if we're trying to find a make cut, it could potentially come here with him. We see someone like Lucas Glover, who has been playing better golf recently. His course history is phenomenal. 18th, 14th, or yeah, 18th, 4th, and 14th coming in as a top 40 play this week. Given the fact that he's made two straight cuts in a row, I can chase that. I'd be fine chasing that as well, given this price tag. It's kind of one of those things where if we schedule in a missed cut here, trying to chase five out of six... Giving ourselves that floor. I don't mind that because obviously, if we're playing someone like Lucas Glover, then we can afford maybe someone like Ricky Fowler. I don't hate that idea. Justin Hadley is down in this price point here. He's someone that's, you know, kind of just a typical shoulder shrug. Like if I end up on him to close up my build, I'd be fine with it. Not exactly someone I'm going out of my way to play. Andrew Novak seems more cheap than he should be. He missed the cut last year at this tournament, but, you know, course experience that kind of trumps just not having course experience uh recent format has been good enough you know making cuts that's what we want missed cut the player's championship but besides that has just been making enough cuts in a row so he's an extremely interesting play i would say at this price tag then we also have norlander like we have a bunch of decent value price point plays norlander's made three straight cuts in a row now okay has a May cut and miscut this tournament. So not terrible. Definitely an intriguing play. And I don't love this, but we look at um over the last three starts, Kevin Chapel has great results. Okay. And that's probably just due to the fact that it's been at two weaker field events, the Corrales and the Puerto Rico open. But the fact of the matter is those are two top 10 or top 20 finishes. And he also has a top 30 finish at the Honda Classic. Of course, history wise, 18th at this event last year, miscut, and 30th. So Kevin Chapel at 6.7 is an extremely interesting value price point play. I won't mind getting a little bit of exposure to Matias here. Uh, eighth place finish at this tournament last year, coming in off of the top 10 finish last week. Uh, you know, some okay starts mixed in there. Uh, price point-wise, it's not terrible. Like, we do much worse than this. I do worry that this might be a little bit too long of a track for Kevin Tway, but for the most part, has been playing some good enough golf okay 75th at the valspar uh 88th at the player's championship Honda classic not good results but he is finding himself right around a make cut and obviously at 6.5 you're really just hoping for that obviously we want more players to make the cut but if we can just find a bunch of these players that can get us right around a make cut that's huge uh course history wise withdrew last year miscut and 36 so at least he does have that course experience and as you guys will see we have a lot of decent value price when plays it, it feels like they're all a little bit too cheap uh michael kim kind of finding form okay he's played this tournament twice though miscut in both of those i would say he's definitely not the same player when he missed the cut those tournaments he's been playing a lot better recently we look at some of the top corn fairy tour players uh justin Suss finally been playing better. Uh, Jagger's been playing better. Well, Michael Kim's finally found that consistency now as well. I think we can definitely look at him as a play this week. Continuing on right there, though, guys. I mean, it is kind of, I don't want to say it's loaded in the value tier, but there are a lot of quality plays here that we can kind of just mix and match, be overweight in the field, and potentially gain some huge upside there. Goya has been someone that's been playing well. The LSPAR Championship missed cut but besides that has been you know making cuts playing good enough golf zach blair you could probably talk me into a little bit that sounds ugly but i think you could ricky barnes and jason duffner are also two ugly plays that you could potentially talk me into uh richie rwinski uh not a good sign they missed the cut the Crowleys, but we do see a 27th and 21st mix in there three straight made cuts at this tournament as well so another play that you could potentially talk me into and so the difficult part is going to be, all right, we have a lot of decent value plays. Which one should we be on? And maybe we just kind of pay down. Uh, we look at someone like Scott Harrington, missed the cut at this tournament two years ago, but we can see good enough results here. This was a 70th play or 75th place finish. Has about a 48% chance to make the cut this week. Uh, that's all we want from our values is someone that can give us a chance at a make cut, especially at 6.2. And then looking at Trevor, like he just seems too cheap for a guy that has now made six straight cuts in a row. Sure, we wanted a better results from him out of the Corrales, but six trade may cuts in a row, that's tough to do. And none of them have been great results, and that's probably why his price is still, but at the same time, it's a lot of make cuts in a row. But now getting into the core plays for this week, obviously it's going to be Ricky Fowler. Uh, the only issue, the only knock, is going to be that miscut this tournament last year. We know he's not that player that he was last year. Really, since he's got rid of that swing coach, it was like instantly, Ricky was back. <laughs> and he literally has been. Like, swing coach gone, great. And if you look at when he got his swing coach, That's when he lost it. So it's literally been Ricky's back. Okay. I think we can safely say it. The only worry that I have is everyone knows that he needs to win to make the masters. Okay. That's going to be the theme. That's going to be the storyline this week. That's added pressure that he really hasn't felt. I would say in two years, probably. Okay. Like he is going to be the marquee player this tournament because he needs to win to get in. And he is the top play this week. Everyone's expecting him to play. Well, that's the only knock on him, but key stat wise, ranks out top 25 or better in all the key stats that we're looking at. Recent form wise, both long form and short form, ranks out top 20 or better in all those. Top 20 or top 10 specialist, just coming in, checking all the boxes besides that miscut this tournament last year. Reggie Fowler is just a standout play this week. Uh, And we're getting the top play at 10.2 this week. Look at the last top plays Wyndham Clark last week was higher priced than this uh Scotty was higher priced so we are getting kind of a discount on the top play and this is weird I never make Sibu Kim a core play but today or this week it seems like the correct decision at 9.7 that seems a little bit too cheap coming in making three straight cuts at this tournament four straight make cuts of this turn but three straight at top 25 or better uh we can see uh recent form wise three straight make cuts in a row now and basically all of his starts have been top 25 or better finishes or near that okay coming in as the second best pick in the 95 model it does seem like we should be prioritizing him. Then we look at someone like Ryan Fox, just has been playing some great golf. This is someone I've been rostering a lot. I'm going to continue to ride the hot hand with him. It, it continues to feel like the correct play. And at 9K, does feel a little bit too cheap as well, but probably priced just right. And then continuing on. I mentioned that, uh, you know, Hogard would probably be someone that would be Ranking out a little bit better than the 9 to 5 model if it wasn't for that small sample size adjustment. Uh, it's just not a full sample size that we have. But based off of the data that we do have, he is looking like a stud play at 8K. I'm fine rostering someone like this. He played well last week. He's uh, looking for that victory. And it just feels way too cheap. And then from there, we look at someone like Ben Griffin. Sure, the results at this tournament haven't been the best. 63rd, 34th, 45th. Not great there, but we can see key stat-wise. Top 10 in two of the key metrics that we're looking at. Okay, a little bit of worries there key stat three is gonna be strokes gain differential okay and that's on the bja tour this season and strokes gain t to green okay so not the best but let's let's compare that to the rest of the field like to the rest of the field it's not completely terrible It'd rank out in the top half and then same thing with strokes gain t to green and so if we look at it really one bad start mixed in there over his last nine and we have seen top 20 upside uh we look at this long-term form recent form just oh check top ten in all those really awesome stuff there top five specialist uh ooh, I pulled up Ben Griffin my apologies there Ben Martin is who we're looking at Ben Griffin not a terrible play as an FY I was gonna say that that feels wrong <laughs> that recent form uh, but Ben Martin okay we look over his recent starts top ten in over his last five starts in recent form right that is solid but if we look at last 15 that's kind of the concern and once again the key stats not terrible but given the field but obviously we'd want that to be better uh But if we look at his past five starts, just spectacular. Five straight make cuts in a row. Uh, Good enough course history. Just coming in as a very strong price point play and kind of one of those players that's checking all the boxes. And I'm actually curious. Let's see what the data has tagged as core plays. Core plays. Ricky Fowler, Sewell Kim. Okay, makes sense. And then let's see high exposure plays. Ryan Fox, EVR. Interesting there. So that would mean, Yeah mid exposure plays what the data tag would say for Ben griffin hogar Dietrich, Ben griffin martin if i said griffin again <laughs> Kucher, and then taylor montgomery okay and just out of curiosity let's see any fades davis riley okay we can kind of see uh mixed results they're not a terrible play jj spawn the reason you play him is chasing that upside obviously just had a good start in texas so kind of makes sense so then looking at this is kind of giving me the first look build obviously i'd love to fit ricky in there wasn't able to figure out a way to do that just yet uh but we do get some safety. Like Sioux Kim feels a little bit too cheap. We can go with Matt Kucher. Great course history. Ben Martin popping up in there. Uh, Bakhtia, I, I worry about his potential high ownership. Uh, we got Ben Martin in here. He's looking like a great play. Hogarth, that's in there as well. So this is what it would look like on paper. Uh, really not the best lineup as a whole. Uh, average model ranks pretty solid there. But model average, you know, this is about 35. And it's okay. Uh, average course history ranks. Okay. It's like an okay build. I want to find a better build. Okay, but for the most part looking looking pretty decent okay but that's all i do want to remind you guys nine to five membership ten dollars a month gives you access to this top golf database and tools okay all for ten dollars a month including that is a lineup builder as well as access to prop based tools for prize picks as well including that is golf tools as well i'm gonna be adding in some new tools here shortly as well Uh, i'm excited to get those out uh maybe in the next week probably next week We'll see. Maybe this week. I'm excited to get those out as well. All right. Thanks for watching. Let's have a good slate. And as always, let's keep cashing.